Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's Friday, TGIF. Tomorrow, Christmas Eve, and then Christmas. You ready? News, information, and comment right after this. You know, Jesus Christ knew the importance of prayer, and he practiced prayer regularly, did he not? He often slipped away from the crowds to commune with the Father. Then he would receive the guidance and the strength necessary to carry on the work of God. In teaching about the power of prayer, Jesus promised that God is going to answer. He used three words to help us pray effectively, and you might want to remember these. He said that we are to ask. This is from Matthew chapter 7. We are to ask. We're to come to God with our request, and in doing so, we're acknowledging both our need and God's ability to meet that need. Jesus assures us that every request will be granted in accordance with the Father's will, what's best for us. And seeking God, sometimes the Lord asks us to get involved in a situation about which we're praying. For example, we may be petitioning God to help us find a new job. He wants us not only to seek his wisdom and his guidance on this thing, but also to take some practical steps to find what's available. When we obey God's direction, God promises to provide an answer always and then do that knocking, right? In carrying out the Father's plan, we'll encounter those obstacles along the way always. For us to overcome them, sustained and persistent praying has got to be there. Knocking implies a level of force being applied so that a door will open up. Once God presents a solution, we need no longer ask. When he opens up a path, we should walk in that path. Yep, prayer engages the Lord in the personal lives of men and women and also in the affairs of government. It's the way we experience oneness with the Father and receive the essentials we need to carry out his work in this old world. How you doing? What in the world is going on? I mean, I thought it was cold in bed this morning. Minus nine in Fort Wayne, Indiana. 37 below zero wind chill factor. Up to 50 mile an hour winds here at the studio this morning. What a day. Areas in the Midwest, the Plains, it's the coldest Christmas in 40 years. That's what they're predicting. They're calling it a bomb cyclone. Set to trigger blizzard conditions all weekend. Roughly a third of the country's population is currently standing under a winter weather warning. Millions are trying to get home safely for the holidays. Wind chills from this blizzard, life-threatening here in the Midwest. Around 100 million Americans in 37 states have been placed under winter alerts and wind chill alerts. And get this, over 12,500 flights canceled today as of 1 a.m. this morning. Hey, didn't this guy say he didn't have $100,000 in the bank now, although he made billions? FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried released on a quarter of a billion dollars bond while awaiting trial for fraud and other criminal charges. Bankman-Fried stepped out of U.S. District Court in Manhattan, flanked by mom and dad, his legal team, and court security at 219 yesterday. The terms of his personal recognizance bonds were agreed by prosecutors and, well, Freed's lawyers. The 30-year-old will face his next hearing, presided over by Judge Ronnie Abrams in New York City on the 3rd of January, where he'll enter his plea and be arraigned. Well, they say owning a private jet plane just isn't what it used to be. That's kind of the goal for many televangelists. They've got to get around the country without being... Ba 
never mind. Citing security risk and privacy risk, the wealthiest of the ultra-wealthy jet owners have now had it with those tracking websites and social media accounts dedicated to pinpointing their exact whereabouts as they move through the skies. Last week, Elon Musk did it. The world's richest, or second richest man now, suspended dozens of Twitter accounts belonging to a 20-year-old college student because he was posting the routes of his private jets, including his Gulfstream. Gonna take him out. And earlier this year, Bernard Alnut, who's he? Oh, he's the world's richest man. He sold his company's private plane after growing frustrated that his air travel routes were being broadcast. The French businessman magnate told a radio station in October, the result is that no one can see where I go now because I rent planes when I use a private plane. Well, there you go. Oh, this one will make you angry. They say it's for the queer and for the questioning. What? A church in the United Kingdom has decided to take Jesus and the nativity out of Christmas. Yeah, instead, they're going to promote the message of being queer and questioning. It was a social media statement that trainee priest Rachel Brind Search posted of alterations made to the traditional God Rusty Mary gentleman. Flipping Love My Church, claimed this woman, as the first verse of the hymn was revealed to be, God rest you, queer and questioning, your anxious hearts be still. Believe that you are deeply known and a part of God's good will. For all to live as one in peace, the global dream fulfilled. I, oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Now what? Where's my gun? More news right after this. We need to give credit where credit is due, and that always goes to Almighty God. It was this time of year, 1973, that God began working on my heart, and I had no idea why I was thinking and feeling the way that I did in Indianapolis, Indiana. We had just received ratings as the number one FM rock station in America. Things were going so very well, but I was so mixed up in the head. It was the Holy Spirit of God working, I know. And then that teenage boy invited me to church and why wouldn't I love this time of year? It has such special meaning in my life, all leading to a New Year's Eve party at an independent Baptist church where, as the invitation came, one weird 27-year-old guy went forward and got saved. Praise God, rejoicing all these years in the things of Jesus Christ. He is indeed in charge. And you need to rejoice, and if you've not done that, you've never been saved, you need to consider that now. Just talk to the Lord about it. Ask Him to lead and guide and direct in your life, and for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why don't you do that now? What a great time of the year to trust Christ and go into the tumultuous 2023 as a new creature in Christ, giving it all to him. I highly recommend it. See, things are different across the pond. Like in Ireland, when Enoch Burt, a devout Christian teacher, refused to use his students' preferred pronouns, the school took action against him by suspending him. However, when Mr. Burke ignored the order and continued teaching, the school teacher was arrested. 
and is going to miss Christmas as he would be behind bars. Mr. Burke's ordeal started when he encountered one of his students last September, a student who was transitioning uh -huh, and therefore demanded to be addressed in the transgender neutral program of they. Now, he kept calling him he. Although the widely reported incident occurred in Ireland, some sections of the media report that the schoolteacher was not arrested for refusing to use a gender-neutral pronoun. While that might be a technical reason for the arrest, the reason why the school suspended him or reasons for Mr. Burke's troubles seem to be ignored. Absolutely. Here's what he said. I'm not a thief. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a murderer. But I'm here today because I would not call a boy a girl, and you know it. Transgenderism is against my Christian belief. It is contrary to the word of God, contrary to the ethos of the Church of Ireland and my school. It is insanity that I will be led from this courtroom to a place of incarceration, but I will not give up my Christian beliefs. What would you do, my Christian friend? Well, this one's a little scary. A, a woman named Kelly Conlin told NBC that facial recognition tech cued security to escort her out of Radio City Music Hall last month before she could see the Rockettes with her daughter's Girl Scout troop. Conlin wasn't identified by the biometric scanners as a security threat, but rather as a lawyer at a firm that's involved in litigation against the venue's owner, MSG Entertainment. The company defended its use of this tech, saying that it has a straightforward policy barring attorneys who work at adversarial law firms from attending any of its events. Collins not the first lawyer to be impacted by the policy, and there's already an active suit from dozens of lawyers and firms trying to dismantle this thing. It's a part of the new America, and it's here. Okay, quiz time, since we seem to have nothing better to do this Friday. <laughs> There's a new study out. One of these is a lie, by the way. New study out there. Eating 12 olives a day makes you a better swimmer. What do you think? Spinach is causing hallucinations, sparking a health warning. Demand for lemons surge as Chinese seek immunity against the pandemic. Which one do you think it is so far? Deputy dressed as Grinch is giving onions to speeding drivers. Which one of those is a lie? <laughs> the first one, eating 12 olives a day, making you a better swimmer. The other three, oh, it's real. And finally, who said that? I don't want to tell my wife this. Basically, Hallmark has made 437 Christmas movies using 17 different actors, five locations, and three different plots. <laughs> is it that bad? And one of you is poking fun at the weatherman. Lots of snow possible. Blizzard anywhere from 1 to 180 inches. Could start any time today. Yeah. Noon, 1, 3, 4, 8 o'clock. Maybe not till tomorrow morning. Maybe it's not going to happen at all. Actually, it could really be rain. <laughs> and finally, I'm looking out the window here at these blizzard conditions. I'm serious. <laughs> it's almost time for everyone's favorite game. I used to play this one in high school. Am I even on the road anymore? <laughs> okay. Let's get the good news. Not going to be here for Christmas, so I'm going to deliver this message today for you. This is Life 101. 
Where's my Bible? Let's do this. Right after this message. Celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Hey, let me ask you something. Where do you think you would be without Jesus in your life? And do you think that God looked out after you before you were saved? I go way back to the days of, oh, when I used to drink pretty heavily and had a super temper. Came home one day after finding out a police officer in New Haven, Indiana, Gary Kaiser, had said some things about my wife. And, oh, it's a long story. But to make a long story short, I got home drunk grabbed a 20-gauge Browning automatic shotgun, and headed down the street to his house. If it were not for Indiana State Trooper Paul Dorman, who drove into a yard right in front of me and coaxed me into putting the shotgun in the back of the squad car and going for coffee, where would I be today? I share that story frequently to remind myself, oh, the grace of God and how he looks out after you. That path is narrow, my friend. According to Matthew 7, uh, that path is narrow, leading to eternal life, and it is wide, the path leading to destruction. Great time of the year to get saved. Of course, any time is a great time, but especially now, as we remember the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How about you? Have you done it yet? Why not today? It's the day of salvation. Well, let's talk a bit here about the birth of Jesus Christ. I was reading some things by Adrian Rogers the other day, and I was surprised to find out that once upon a time, he had opportunity to witness to Muhammad Ali. Both of these men are dead now. He said he prayed much about it, and God arranged it where they could be together in a small room late at night before one of his fights. And they were talking about Jesus Christ. Muhammad Ali... He converted to the Muslim faith. How did Adrian Rogers ever get a chance to talk to him about Jesus? He said he had a prayer in his heart that this man might receive Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. He was studying the Islamic faith, and so we're talking back and forth, and he challenged me with this question. He said, you say, you say, sir, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God because he was born of a virgin. He didn't have an earthly father. And then he said to me, Adam didn't have a father or a mother. Would that make Adam more a son of God than Jesus Christ? I said, listen, champ, I want you to understand this. Jesus was not the son of God because he was born of a virgin. He was born of a virgin because he was the son of God. Touche. You see, Jesus did not have his start in Bethlehem. Oh, no. Jesus stepped out of the glory of heaven. As we've already said before, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. This is uh, Luke chapter 2. I'm aware that the world laughs at the idea of a virgin birth. They always have, always will. They think of that as some sort of a primitive medieval superstition or something crazy. They laugh. They mock at the idea of a virgin birth. I can tell you furthermore, the devil hates the idea of the virgin birth because it teaches both the humanity and the deity of his nemesis and our Savior, Jesus Christ. But worse than the mockery of this world and the hatred of Satan is the ignorance of so many people who call themselves Christians concerning this very area of the virgin birth. Many of them doubt it, some don't believe it at all, and others think that it's incidental. My friend, 
I want to tell you today in this brief message that you have no hope of salvation apart from that virgin birth. I want you to know that if you take away the virgin birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you have just destroyed the whole foundation of Christianity, and it will all collapse like a house of cards. Oh, no, it's not incidental. It's fundamental to our faith. A couple of thoughts. First, I want you to think about the sacred mystery of his birth. Back to Luke, book of Luke, chapter 2. The angel has announced to Mary that she's going to be with child, and Mary is a virgin. She is a spouse to a man named Joseph, but they've not come together in the act of marriage. The ceremony has not transpired. They are not living together as husband and wife. And yet, the angel Gabriel says, Mary, you're going to have a baby. Now, she asks a very pertinent question here, beginning in verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? That's a good question. How in the world is this going to happen? This is a mystery to me. How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The word know not literally means that she's not had any sexual relations with a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Underscore the power of the highest. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, yet also conceived a son in her old age, and this is in the sixth month with her, who is called barren. For with God, underscore this now, folks, you might underscore this next phrase two or three times. That'd really be good. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Do you believe that? Can you say amen to that? Now, if you have difficulty with that, you're going to have difficulty with a virgin birth, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now, we're talking about the mystery of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. May I tell you that the virgin birth does not depend upon your understanding for its validation? You understand that. Is that okay? You don't have to understand it to validate its truth. There are a lot of things we don't understand in life today, right? We don't understand how a brown cow can eat green grass and give us white milk, and it later becomes yellow butter. We don't understand that. Most of us here don't even understand how a windshield wiper works. I can tell you hundreds of things. I don't know how they work. We just know that it works. I mean, it takes the water off the windshield, as an example, with that windshield wiper. But if you had to write a diagram and describe just exactly how that windshield wiper goes back and forth and sprays the water. Many today listening to Hello World that would look like a deer in headlights about now. Now we understand there might be somebody in the audience today. Yep, you get it. Folks, I'm telling you that there are a lot of things in life you do not understand, but we experience. The late, great Vance Havner. Oh, I loved him. When I was first saved, I read everything and listened to him so many times. He said, I don't understand electricity, but I'm not going to sit around in the dark until I do. Isn't that good? So Mary asked a big question, a good question. How can this be, seeing I know not a man? Now, there are some people who say it's not the idea of the virgin birth. Is that not a biological impossibility? Again, I want to tell you that it's not a biological impossibility if you let the angel answer the question. Is there anything? 
too hard for God. Because what? With God, all things are possible. You know, you and I have some exciting things happen to us in our lifetime, and we can't wait to tell somebody. Tell your spouse, tell your kids, tell the neighbor, tell anybody. It's just that exciting. And here's the question. Should we feel that way about Jesus Christ? I mean, that you just want to tell people about Jesus Christ? Why the virgin birth? He came to earth that we might go to heaven. The whole purpose is wrapped up in the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ. You see, the Bible says, all we like sheep, we've gone astray, we've done it, we've ruined it, we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. My friends, we've got to come to grips with this, this Christmas time. You're a sinner. You know it. You know the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Do you know you're destined and doomed to eternity without Jesus Christ if something is not done about that sin? I can tell you this today. There's one thing that God will not do, and that is he will not overlook your sin. Is this getting through? There you are. There's your sin. Here's Jesus, virgin birth, sinless son of God. No taint in him, no sin in him, no blame on him. The Bible says, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Our sins put on Jesus Christ on the cross. The sinless one carried those sins all the way to the end. And in agony and blood, he died an awful death upon that cross to pay our sin debt. Because our sin is on Jesus, thank God, his righteousness is on us too. That's great news. That's good news, great news. And the Bible says it clearly, plainly, simply, sweetly, perfectly. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You know, if I could do that for you, I would. I've loved this message ever since I got saved. And the 40 years I've been preaching and the 33 years at this church called The Cross, God knows I've preached as best I know how. If I could do it better, I certainly would. God wants you to be saved today, my friend. Why should you die and go to hell when you have such a wonderful salvation waiting today? It's a big question. You've got to answer it. One word. Why? Hey, God knows there's a reason for everything, and I trust him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. How about you? Got the tree up? I hope so by now. And uh, how about those presents? Did you buy anything this year? We usually don't exchange anything at the patent house. We just get together, fellowship, play some games, etc. And I pray that you have a great Christmas this year. And hey, don't forget to be in church. That's so vitally important. And you know, a lot of people are not going to be home for Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. And we can't forget, we don't want to forget, all of the police, EMS, doctors, nurses, whoever you might be, working through this holiday season, even Christmas Day. And we pray for and won't forget our military personnel overseas, won't be home for Christmas. And as I said before, all the family going to have a mob at the Patton House on Christmas. And I got to go through this whole thing again and tell some of the kids why I'm not arguing why I'm just explaining to them why I'm right. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. 
Hello, world news, information, and comment coming your way Monday through Friday at this time. Tell a friend about the broadcast, and don't forget, we'll return to this microphone on Monday. Oh, it's going to be great. I'll miss you for the next couple of days. Meanwhile, I'm wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year, my friend. Thanks again for being here. Join me on Facebook. I'll be around. Greg, Jerry, G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. And that's the way it is. Friday, December 23rd, 2022. God bless. Have a great weekend.